The information provided herein is for training and educational purposes only and is not for solicitation. Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. Johnson Wealth and Income Management and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are not associated entities. Welcome to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program, brought to you by the Retirement Income Store and Matthew Johnson, owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management and author of The Capitalized Life. Are you living the life you want? Are you as prepared for retirement as you believe you should be? What are your goals for retirement and how are you going to reach them? In the next 30 minutes of today's program, let's explore the principles necessary to live the capitalized life and the retirement of your dreams. And welcome to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I am your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management. So happy to have you here this morning. Our show is being powered this morning by the Retirement Income Store. That's the place that retirees go for income. Well, it's that time of year again, and when I say that, we always tend to think in our minds, yes, it's you know Halloween and Thanksgiving, and we're coming up on Christmas. Seems like the older we get, the faster time flies for us, doesn't it? Just gets busier and busier, and seems like stores are coming out sooner and sooner with all of their decorations for the holiday. But I absolutely love this time of year. Seemed like a short fall this year to me, but nevertheless, it always kind of gets my blood pumping. I love to be able to see the little kids kind of get that gleam in their eye, that little twinkle where they're getting excited about the end of the year and they're getting excited about, you know, having time off and going to see grandma and all the fresh cookies and the things that are just normally reserved for this time of year. But when I talk about that it's this time of year again. I'm speaking financially. And to me, it's something that is something that everyone's going to have to go through. And maybe you're not there yet and at your life stage. But the time of year that I'm talking about is the end of the year. The end of the year in which those of us that have pre-tax qualified dollars, that means dollars that have never been taxed, dollars that are sitting in 401ks and 403bs, and IRAs, it's that time of year in which we need to make certain that we are taking our required minimum distributions. Required minimum distributions, otherwise known as RMDs, what are they? There is so much confusion about this, but we got to kind of start way back. You see, the IRS believes that it's done us this wonderful favor and that it's allowed us to be able to participate in retirement programs. And maybe these retirement programs were designed for us through our employer who we work for and they have a 401k. Maybe we are a nurse or a teacher and we have a 403b. Maybe you're a public servant and you have a 401a mixed with a 457 plan. There's it seems like dozens upon dozens of different designs. But the very basic premise of these accounts is that they were all designed so that it would allow us to easily take and set money aside for retirement at every pay period. Well, over the course of time, those dollars hopefully have grown, they've accumulated, we've added to them. We know that most of the time employers are adding money to these retirement accounts for us, and that's what we refer to as a match. But you see, these dollars came out of our paycheck pre-tax. Now, when it comes to individual retirement accounts or IRAs, it's important to understand that those types of dollars, well, they're pre-tax as well. 
The only difference is, is that I used a dollar, which I had already earned, I had already paid the taxes on, and then I made that contribution to my own personal retirement program, my own personal traditional IRA. And after I did that, then I was certain to tell my CPA or my tax preparer that I had made a contribution into my IRA. And as a result of that, I got a tax deduction. So you see, whether we're talking the personal side, like IRAs, or we're talking the business employee, employer side, all the other types of retirement programs, both of those sides are all pre-tax dollars. And the IRS, again, they think that they've done us this huge service. They've allowed us to save all of these dollars over the course of time without paying taxes. But now you're getting older, you're getting closer to retirement, maybe you're already retired and you're just a breath away from turning 70 and you keep hearing from your friends, you keep seeing articles and hearing on the news about these things called required minimum distributions. Well, what are they? If you have questions about today's discussion, I'm going to encourage you to reach out to me. Call our office at 866-290-3837. My staff will put together some educational materials that I know will be of value to you and we'll email them to you or we'll mail them if you prefer. If you have questions, we will do our best to answer them for you. Take the first step. Reach out at 866-290-3837. Again, that's 866-290-3837. Well, let's take a few minutes and let's just kind of demystify the required minimum distribution. First, there's a couple of rules that we have to know. And the first rule is this, that when you come to this point in which you have turned 70 and a half, you know that you're going to have to take something. Maybe you don't know what, but you know that you have to take something. And the first rule to keep in mind is that the IRS is not playing around. They're very, very strict when it comes to these required minimum distributions. In fact, if you do not take your RMD at the right time in the right amount, or in the right way, you're going to be facing a penalty of upwards of 5-0. That's right, 50%. It's the highest penalty in all of IRS code. So they mean business. But the second rule to make certain you follow is to understand that if you have a IRA, an individual retirement account that you've been saving money, and you have, say, a 401k, something through your employer, If you still maintain those employer plans, even beyond age 70 and a half, remember that the IRS does not recognize you taking an RMD from your individual IRA account as satisfying the RMD that is necessary and due on the 401k. You see, there's multiple different reasons why a person who is retired, they no longer have a relationship with their employer. There's a reason why so many different retirees will take and roll their 401k over to an IRA. The most, I would say, popular reason is for taxes. So you see, when you have an employer plan, those employer 401ks or 403bs, think about it. They are really not designed for the retiree. They're more or less designed for the 20 or 30-something-year-old that has maybe 30, 40 years ahead of them before they retire. And so as a result, 401ks, 403bs, you name it, those types of retirement programs are really designed for accumulation. They're designed to be on the aggressive end. And one of the things that really kind of stinks about a 401k when you reach the age of 70 is the fact that 
every dollar you take out is going to have mandatory taxes. I try to teach in class that if you had, say, a half million dollar account, and let's say that you passed away and you had two children, well, when you die, child number one is going to get 175000 Child number two is going to get 175000 And child three is going to get 150000 Now, you're probably thinking to yourself, no, wait a minute. I think there might be something in his coffee. He said that I only had two children. Oh, yes. But you see, that's because you forgot the third child. You know, the adopted one, the one called the IRS. You see... Every time you take a dollar from a 401k, from a 403b, there is mandatory taxable withholding. And the federal government says that you mandatorily have to give them 20 cents on every dollar or 20%. Now, if you take out federal withholding, it's always a good idea that you take out state withholding and you typically want to do half for the state of what you did for the Fed. So what does that mean? It means that essentially... If you're taking withdrawals from an old 401k that you have just kind of kicking around in the closet somewhere, and you've never rolled it to an IRA, and here you are, you're 70 and a half, and you've got to take this thing called a required minimum distribution, whether you're in the 30% tax bracket or not, you're going to be paying 30 cents on every dollar on that required minimum distribution. That's taxes that you may not have to pay. So you see, it may be unnecessary taxation. So this is the reason why so many different retirees, if they've retired, choose to take their 401ks and their 403bs and roll them into IRAs. And remember, if you have an old 401k and you have an IRA and you're 70 and a half, you can't take money from the one to satisfy the other. You have to take an RMD from each of those accounts. So why not just do yourself a huge favor Simplify your life and roll that 401k into an IRA. Makes your life so much easier. Not only is everything consolidated into one account, but catch this, there is no mandatory withholding on the IRA. You get to choose whether or not you pay any taxes for withholding or have any withholding done, and that's all going to be based upon your situation. If you still have good income, maybe you want to take a little bit of withholding from your required minimum distribution. If by chance you have seen a pretty substantial cut in income and you don't really uh, need to be paying any withholding for taxes, maybe you choose not to do any withholding at all. So you see, this isn't about the investments per se. This is more or less about just the basic design of employer retirement programs versus IRAs. So what is this RMD and why does it exist? Well, the IRS believes that they've, again, done you this wonderful service. They've allowed you to put all these dollars away. But the one thing that they are afraid of is you dying, you going to your grave, well, without paying any taxes. And surprise, surprise, Benjamin Franklin said it best. He said, there's two things certain in life. There is death and then there is, that's right, there's taxes. So you see, the IRS knows that you've never been taxed on any of these dollars. And so when you reach the age of 70 and a half, you are required to start taking these distributions from year to year so that you can pay taxes. Now, the problem is, is that when you draw these required minimum distributions out, if you do it without paying attention to where you are in your own tax bracket, 
this could really upset your apple cart. And what do I mean by that? Well, you see, in today's world, we have these things called marginal tax brackets. We start at 10%, and then we go to 12%, and then we go to 22%. Well, that's the biggest jump in all of the IRS tax code when it comes to marginal brackets. There's only 2% difference between 10 and 12, but there's a 10% difference between 12 and 22. So what if you happen to be earning between your Social Security, maybe your pension, enough income within your household that you're somewhere at the top of the 12% tax bracket? And then all of a sudden, you have to take these things called required minimum distributions, and you know that they're coming out of a taxable account. What does that mean might happen to you? Well, you've guessed it. You're in a position where it may force you into the next higher tax bracket. And that's never any good, right? Because now you're going to be paying a larger percentage of tax on those dollars than potentially you have to. Well, we're coming up on our very first break. If you would like to give me a call, I'd be happy to take a few minutes out of my day to communicate with you some of the finer points that we've talked about today. Give me a call. Telephone number is 866-290-3837. Again, that number is 866-290-3837. And I want you to sit tight because at the conclusion of the last half of our program this morning, we're going to be talking about what you can do with those required minimum distributions. And believe me, there are some things here that you may not have thought of that will help you in your journey to get more out of your retirement and to feel better about that retirement and those dollars saved. So you stick with us. We'll be right back. Would you take your grandchildren out for ice cream and try to pay for it using your stock certificates? No, that would be ridiculous. Instead, you would use your income. So why then do so many retirees make one of the biggest financial mistakes? Dipping into their savings instead of relying on income during retirement. The good news? It's completely avoidable. To learn more about the Retirement Income Store, call your local Retirement Income Specialist, Matthew Johnson of Johnson Wealth and Income Management at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. Thanks for listening to our show today. In retirement, you only get one chance to get it right, and we know that proper information leads to informed decisions. And that's why we hold free informational workshops in our area every month. Topics like Social Security, RMDs, the latest retirement tax strategies, IRAs, estate planning, and so much more. For dates and times of the next free workshop in your area, just pick up the phone. Give us a call today. Call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. Or visit johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. And welcome back to the Capitalized Life and Retirement. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management. Hope you're having a wonderful morning. So if you've just joined us or if you've been with us, I really appreciate you coming back and sticking with us. If you're just joining us this morning, we're talking about the fact that it's this time of year. And you see, 
when you hear that phrase, you're probably thinking Thanksgiving and Christmas, and who doesn't think of those wonderful things? This is a wonderful time of year. But you know what? You may have something that you didn't really realize was on your radar this whole time, and now it's becoming more and more urgent of time frame. And that's the fact that if you are drawing to this age of 70 and a half, and you're required to take these things called required minimum distributions, you need to know all you can about the required minimum distribution, how it's going to affect you. And here's a little bit of motivation. If you don't do this the right way at the right time in the right amount, well, you could be facing something as stiff as a 50% penalty, 5-0 from the IRS. So hope that got your attention. It is a giant deterrent to mess up on these things, but so often people accidentally do. And it's not because they're trying to, you know, get by the IRS or, or hoodwink them. It's just that they simply don't know the rules and people, financial advisors, haven't done enough to actually educate their clients properly on this thing called the required minimum distribution. So let's just say that you have set aside money for retirement. You've done it in your employer-sponsored program through your employer like a 403B or a 401K. Maybe you've got some money sitting on the sidelines as an IRA. And we've already covered the fact that you cannot take an RMD from, say, the employer plan to satisfy the RMD on the IRA. And conversely, you can't take an RMD on the IRA to satisfy the required minimum distribution on the 401k. There's like a brick wall that exists. You're going to have to take from both. So the suggestion is really this. There's literally dozens of benefits of when you've retired, rolling money from your employer plan over to an IRA. It puts you in control of the money. It gives you a much broader scope of investments so that your principal can be safer. You can make four, five, six, seven percent interest in dividends on those dollars. Just all sorts of wonderful things that come with a IRA. But beyond that, we need to remember that this pool of money that we have sitting in these plans, they're all pre-tax. And that's really why the IRS forces you to begin taking these RMDs. And so the RMD is going to start out at about 3.6% when you turn 70 and a half. Now, for some of you, you've educated yourself a little bit on this topic and you're thinking, but Matthew, I know that I can defer taking the first RMD. I've heard that I can push it out. Well, that is very true. You potentially can, but you also potentially may not want to. And here's why. You see, the rule is really this, that you have to take this required minimum distribution by the end of the year in which you turn 70 and a half. But the very first RMD that you're required to take, they will allow you to push that RMD until April 1st, following the year in which you turn 70 and a half, if it makes sense for you to do it. But here's the problem. For most individuals, it does not make sense. And the reason being is because now you're going to be stuck taking not only one, but now two required minimum distributions in the same year. And what is RMD money? What is that withdrawal? What kind of money is it? That's right. It is taxable. And so what ends up happening is you may end up being pushed up into the next higher tax bracket because of taking an RMD. You double up on that, taking two RMDs in the same year, you may really be pushed up into a much higher tax bracket than you want to be. So just kind of bear that in mind. 
Now, does it make sense for some? Of course it does, because let's say that you're working and you're still at the employer, you're still making a good wage, but you've decided that you're going to go ahead and retire at the end of this year. Well, you know what? You may be 70 and a half this year. You may still be working, but if you're going to retire, I would definitely go ahead and push that RMD into the next year. Why? That way it doesn't really create some taxable problems for you so that you're having to report all of your taxable income plus the RMD on top of that. Typically, when a person retires, their income comes down most of the time. You're basically going from wages to now Social Security, maybe a little bit of pension, that sort of thing, part-time income. So if you have that scenario where you're still working, pushing that RMD into the next year may totally make sense for you. I'd like you to reach out to me at 866-290-3837. If you have questions, we will answer them. So take the first step, reach out at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. But let's get back to what I had promised you. So what do you do if you have to take these RMDs? Well, there's some really unique things here that you may never have thought of. And that is the fact that, well, number one, you can spend them. That's the easy answer, right? If you get these RMDs, you know you're going to have to take the RMD. And you know that every year that goes by, you're going to have to take more and more because you're getting closer to death. The IRS you know, doesn't want to see you die without paying taxes. So they're going to force you to take more and more. But you definitely have this RMD. What can you do with it? Well, you can spend it, of course, if you want to. But there's a lot of individuals out there that want to do more. They ask if they can reinvest. And the answer is absolutely. I encourage my clients to take their required minimum distribution if they don't need it and reinvest it. But bear in mind that when you take an RMD, that money, when it came out, was all taxable. You then paid the taxes on it. And now that money is what we refer to as non-qualified money. It has changed form. It has morphed into a different type of a dollar. Now it's the same kind of dollar as the money that's in your bank account, which you earned, you paid the income tax on, and now it's principal. So if you're going to reinvest your required minimum distribution dollars, you want to reinvest those dollars into non-tax qualified types of investments. So brokerage accounts, CDs, annuities, there's any number of different things that you can deposit those dollars in as long as it's a non-qualified account. Now, people ask about, well, can I take my RMD and put it into my Roth? The answer is no, you cannot. And here's why. First and foremost, an RMD does not count as a Roth conversion. You can't deposit that money into a Roth. And number two, you can no longer make contributions to a Roth once you make it to age 70. So you are disallowed from doing that. It's not a good idea. Now, can you do conversions? Absolutely. And we're going to be talking about that in an upcoming episode about Roth conversions, but it's a totally different set of rules. The third thing you can do is you can gift it. Now, if you gift it, you can gift it close to home or you can gift it abroad. So if you gift it close to home, what I mean by that is the fact that the government gives us the opportunity every single year to gift to our children and to our children's spouses and to our grandchildren. And we can give up to $15,000 per child per daughter-in-law, son-in-law, and 15000 per grandchild. So you could theoretically take and really gift a lot of money to your family if you wish to. You just have to stay at $15,000 or below. 
And please bear in mind that you don't get a tax deduction for gifting to your children. But my clients more and more are telling me, you know, Matthew, I would really love to see my children enjoy this money while I can watch them enjoy it rather than give it to them after I've died. So if that's your shtick, if that's something you'd like to accomplish, the RMD is a perfect way of being able to gift to your family. What about gifting abroad, though? So you want to give to, say, a missions group. You want to gift to a hospital. You want to gift to your local church. Well, there's two ways of doing the gifting. There is the right way, which I'm going to show you, and then there's the wrong way. We'll start with the wrong way first, and this is very important. Oftentimes, what people used to do or still do to this very day, and I believe it's incorrect, is they take their RMD, they deposit the RMD after they've gotten into the bank, and then they go ahead and pull out their checkbook and write a check to their church. Well, if you do that, it's doable, but it's going to affect your adjusted gross income. So a better way to do this, which I've trained my clients to do, is you tell me where you want the check to go. And we will make certain that the custodian sends the check directly to the charity, directly to the church, directly to the missions agency, directly to the hospital or the school of your choice, whatever you want to do. And this way, because it's going directly from the custodian to the charity that you want, now your hands haven't touched it in any way, shape, or form. And it hasn't affected your adjusted gross income. So you can thank me later for saving you taxes on that. But that is a big, big deal if you're philanthropic and you want to go ahead and support a charity and not for profit. So what's number four? Well, number four is probably going to be the most unique. And that's going to be the fact that we can leverage those dollars. So what do I mean by that? Well, many years ago, I had a client by the name of Earl and Earl had already lost his wife and he had one daughter. She was a I believe she was like a biochemist out in California, and she was the apple of her daddy's eye. And he hated taxes. Uh, There was no question about that. But he had quite a handsome sum sitting in retirement. It was all pre-tax qualified money, and he was coming to 70, and he knew he was going to have to do something. But he was not philanthropic. He did not need the money. And so we concluded that the best way to handle these dollars And those future RMDs would be wealth transfer. What do I mean by that? Well, this is really a technique that the rich and that the wise use all the time. Basically, he knew that if he died, his daughter was going to have to pay 40 cents on every dollar on his retirement savings. So he went ahead and cashed in his entire retirement account. Now, as I said, he had a pretty handsome sum. And in this case, he had about a million dollars that he had set aside in retirement. And so after paying taxes, you can imagine he had about 600000 left. And yes, it was painful. There was no question about that. However, that $600,000 was then used to purchase life insurance on his life. And as a 70-year-old who was in decent health, that 600000 bought about $2.2 million. Now you think about the power of that where if he would have just died and his million would have gone to his daughter, she would have gotten 600000 Now when he passes away, his daughter's going to get $2.2 million and is going to be totally tax-free. Now I know that those are big dollars to you, but the reality is this. You don't have to be wealthy. You just have to be wise. And if you can use this strategy, even for the RMD that's coming up, think about it. You know, you have to take out 5000 or 10000 What if you took that five or 10,000 RMD every single year, and you put that towards a life insurance policy that when you passed away, it was divided between your children. What a legacy. 
where they would have to pay taxes on all of your pre-tax dollars like your 401k or your IRA. Now they get a gift, a legacy that is totally tax-free. You see what you just did? You just eliminated the middleman called the IRS. And so if you've been thinking about the fact that you're getting older and you're thinking, you know what, this makes sense. I need to be able to be more educated about my RMDs. I need to know what kind of taxable consequence it's going to provide or it's going to have on me. Is there ways that I can reduce or eliminate, offset those taxable dollars and actually create a legacy for my family? Those are some ideas that you can use to help you have a successful and happy retirement and leave a legacy. So if some part of today's discussion really resonated with you and you have questions about today's discussion, you have questions that you want to have answered with regards to something that we discussed, I'm going to encourage you do the right thing and reach out to me at 866-290-3837. My team will put together some materials for you that I know will be of value and we'll email them to you or we'll toss them in the mail if you prefer. If you have questions, I will do my very best to spend a few moments to answer those questions for you. So take the first step. Reach out to us at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. Remember, it's up to you to make it a great day. I'm Matthew Johnson. Thanks so much for being with us. Hope you have a wonderful day. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson. Brought to you by the Retirement Income Store. To schedule 15 minutes with Matthew, call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. Or visit johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. 